Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. wild with delirious joy. They've joined the Mark Gunger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning... Knowledge. Indeed. I'm your host, the one, the only, Mark Gunger. Joining me as always, the very ever-lovey, lovey, lovey, lovely and charming... Not to you. Diane Barley with her... Not Jacob. Marley? What's the other guy's? Bob. Yeah, Jacob Marley. It's Jacob Marley, Jacob not Marley. Bob Marley. <laughs> that would be something entirely different. Jacob Marley chains on. Yes. Haunting yes. us from beyond the dead. Yes. If you don't know what we're talking about, read a book, you people. Uh, also, along with us, the amazing Philip James Gunger, engineering the show is always the very talented but eerily creepy, Timothy Robert Ray, pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during this incomprehensibly, immeasurably boring show. This is the show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that you can email to us at ask, A-S-K, at markgungor.com. Here's how the show works. You can send us an email about anything. Nothing's off limits. Hence the warning at the beginning of the show. You stay totally anonymous. That's the safety for you. We, in turn, are brutally honest. This is not a show of great sensitivity. (laughs) If you're a very sensitive person, worried about how someone might affect your feelings, you might want to email somebody else. But if you'd like to know what we think, and this is what the show's about. It's what we think. Actually, it's more about what I think, because I don't even listen to what these other two think. But they chime in on occasion. All right, what do you got there? Uh, The five biggest mistakes daughters-in-law make. You're sure this isn't mothers-in-laws? I have that for the next show. Oh, the, oh If there you we go. are worried about the, what your mother-in-law is doing, you have to tune in next time. All right. Because this is the mistake this that you girls are making. You notice son-in-laws don't have any problems. They are above the fray. Really? I don't know. All right. Maybe got? they're out there. Number one, being thin-skinned. Mm-hmm. Don't take offense at little things that aren't meant personally. A daughter-in-law can be very sensitive to anything her mother-in-law says about the appearance of the house or the behavior of the children. A daughter-in-law expects her mother-in-law to be critical, and she tends to take offense too easily. So quit being so sensitive, you girls. So how do you quit being sensitive if you are already thin-skinned? That's a good question because don't people say that to others all the time? Quit being so sensitive. Yeah. You got to get tough. Don't be so sensitive. So how do you not quit? You have to, don't be so thin-skinned. They say that. Is there a way to not be thin-skinned? I don't know. I've never pondered such a thought. I am pondering and I'm getting nothing. All right. Well, to realize that maybe it's not personal. Just don't take it personally, which is sometimes hard. easier said than done. Of course it's personal. Really? I hadn't noticed that. Because it's me. (laughs) Don't take it personally. I like how someone insults you. Well, don't take it personally. Personally. Well, then insult her. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Why are you insulting me? How can I not take it personal? I don't know. I don't know. I agree. I can easily say this because I am by nature not particularly thin-skinned. Suck it up, buttercup. Toughen up. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah, except when you're that person, it's a little more difficult than that. 
No, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, don't be it thin-skinned. Is. I'm just not sure how to get someone yeah. to not be thin-skinned. There must be a how. I don't know. All I right. don't know. I'll All look right. that up. All right. Number two, taking a confrontational stand too quickly. Don't do that. <laughs> now that I do. Really? I do. I hadn't noticed. I'm very contra- confrontational by nature. I hadn't noticed. What is that? What is that? Well, I can't say it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. I, I don't know. I've always been that way. Yes. They say if your mother-in-law expresses a view different from yours, you don't have to get on your, up on your back about it. You can just say, that's interesting, and I'm glad that worked for you, but I think I'll try it this way. You can show respect for someone else's experience while still making it clear that you want to do things your own way. All right. <laughs> Got that, Mark? Yeah. You can it's still, great on paper. You can still this is all show great on respect paper. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, you <laughs> can see how this would be played out like in a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This, I see none of this working in real life. Okay. Number three. But, that, but our advice, don't be thin-skinned. Secondly, uh, if she says something really highly insulting, go, oh, oh that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that's what most people think. Uh-huh. Yes, that's an interesting uh-huh. take. Uh-huh. You should try this on, on the show. He should. He, he should. <laughs> He should try that every day in his life. So I would say, Mark, you're you're fat and ugly. Well, that, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Do, no. I look, do I look thinner from this perspective? Yes. I, yes. I, I need to look thinner. Mm-hmm. See, in my mind, I still look thin. I'm very skinny in my mind. Every time I see a picture of me, I'm mortified. Who is that guy? <laughs> Who is that guy? Because, see, I don't believe the picture. Because the mind and the mirror don't match. I know. What the heck? Which is a, kind of a guy thing. You know that? Uh, yeah, it is. They say that men... Uh, imprint how they look and feel at age 18, and they carry that for the rest of their lives. So unlike a woman who can look in a mirror and be drop-dead gorgeous, she doesn't believe what she sees. Whereas men, they can look in a mirror and just be horrific, and we, we don't believe what we see. <laughs> it is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got? Number three, expecting equal treatment. Don't expect your mother-in-law to care as much about your career and your potential as she does about her son's. It's not that she is incapable of valuing a woman's career, but she is his mother, and her son will always come first to her. It really helps if you expect that and try to see it from her point of view. I agree with it. But then again, I don't know who goes around expecting equal treatment all the time. Well, some crazy girls, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Number four, letting things slide at the start. If you find that your mother-in-law is interfering too much or visiting too often or offering too much advice, don't put off talking to her about it. It is much better to start out by setting limits. Otherwise, bad habits become quickly ingrained. If a mother-in-law is good at manipulating things, once she succeeds at it, it's hard to change things later. <laughs> this undoubtedly. Do you know, we know who wrote this? Uh, I probably can find it. Probably a PhD. Mm-hmm. You know, this is academia. These are people who sit and logically think things, but they know, have no idea about how to actually live mm-hmm. life. That's why so many PhDs end up in divorce. <laughs> True. It's a terrible thing. So anyway, I mean, you know, yeah, that's a good plan. Mm-hmm. Right from the get-go. Start, start laying down the law to your mother telling your mother-in-law, you're over here too much. And I yeah. think it's a, oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great plan. Yeah. yeah. I don't, th- I don't think that will work. Actually, it's just on the list. I'm only reading the I, list. I think we're over four so far. What uh-huh. do we got? Uh, five. Failing to put yourself in her shoes. A mother-in-law is more likely to respect boundaries if she is reassured that she will continue to be respected and an important part of the family, and that you will make an effort to include her in your family's life. That sounds good. And being one who loves shoes, I think one should always want to be putting themselves in someone else's shoes. Hopefully, they're the same size. I don't even take, fit in your you little take, girly take, shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> teenage girls got bigger feet than me. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I love my shoes, though. I have a few. I've got like at least three pair. Uh, add a couple of zeros. <laughs> 
It is what it is. All right. From a totally worthless beginning, let's take a break, and we will be back with your emails right after this. Download your free Mark Gunger app today to see all of the latest from the world of Mark Gunger. There's a party going on right here on the Mark Gunger Show. Talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Answering your emails. Mark Gunger along with the lovely Diane and the incredible Phil. What do you got? Email from a young man. He says, I decided to get married young to my wife. They are 19 and 21. Good for you. Since I still have not finished college, I moved in with her parents because mm-hmm. they promised I would not have to worry about rent. Okay. Only to pay $200 on the utility. So just a $200 is what they agreed to at the beginning. Okay. Since I stopped helping... I, I sense a change mm-hmm. coming. Since I stopped... <laughs> The beginning, which means something's not right anymore. Since I stopped helping out with the intensive yard work to focus more in college and spend more time with their daughter. Oh, that's why he... Oh, oh, I love this. Yeah. Since I started to avoid doing the intensive yard work in order to... Spend more time... At college, at college, to get through college, and, and, with their, and with the daughter, and with their daughter. They course. hiked the rent to two another two hundred, so now they're having to pay four hundred. We're paying to live at their house. I'm just a college student with part time uh-huh. sucky retail job that uh-huh. plays pays pretty much nothing. My whole paycheck goes to the rent. I decided to get married to a lovely woman of God at twenty years old because I wanted mm-hmm. to honor God. Now I'm paying the price because I have to drop college so I can work more no, to no, pay no, my no, in laws' no, rent. No, 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 no. That's not why you're paying more. You're paying more because you quit doing the yard work. Well, he says, listen, the reason they are boosting it is because they say I was irresponsible and lazy. He says, mind you, I am a full-time college student and work part-time to provide the best future for my wife. Should I move back home with my parents who will not charge me the rent? Uh Should I stay and struggle and work full-time to please my in-laws and drop college? Uh Am I... I am trying to honor God, but according to them, I am not playing my manly role by providing. Okay. Uh, uh, my guess is you just don't want to do hard yard work. Okay. A little the other piece of information, a little nugget here. His- well, 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 first of all, if your options are to live with her parents and pay money or live with your parents and not pay money, what, why is there even a question here? He said he was I would go where, where there is no money required. Yeah. If she is willing to go and live with her in-laws, I don't. I didn't oh, we ask don't know that. that. I didn't ask that. I well, don't I don't know. know. He said, "Gee, should I go where it's free, or should I stay here where it's not free?" I don't know. <laughs> I go where it's free. Maybe he's talking about himself. Should I go live <laughs> should, with my parents? <laughs> I get it. And leave my wife and everybody. No. I, I all right. I, you know, I don't know this guy. All we react to people is what you email us in your email. Think it through when you email us. To me, it sounds like you're a slacker. <laughs> well, the other I, I'm going to school. I get it. I know, but there's 24 hours in a day. You suck it up. You do what you got to do. You got to work hard. They're complaining because you're not helping with the physical labor around the yard. Help out with the physical labor, and they'll be happy. Everybody will be kind. You have to work harder, but it is what it is. That's my advice. If you would. Let me put the other piece of information that I gathered. Oh, no, he's going to change everything? Because you wouldn't let me finish saying it. But he's going to change what he said so far? No. I asked about their expensive and is if she working or going to school. All right, go ahead. So they have about $1,000 total expenses, 400 of it, of this going to the parents for rent. 1,000 for what? 1,000 total. And for what? Like for groceries or food or if their phone bill or whatever. They got to buy their own food, staying with their parents? Well, they're living in like a place on their property, but not in the house. Yeah, I get it. Because when my kids moved in with me, 
I paid for everything. <laughs> well, they have to. But listen, anyway. Even when my friends come and live with me, I still pay for everything. I don't understand these people. They well, charge, they have some other bills relatives. and they have other things. And I suppose they're playing right. for school or whatever. But his wife currently does not go to school, nor does she work. Okay. Because she had to, she did work part time, but she stopped because it was too much stress for her. So he's going to school. He's holding the job. It was she's too much wor- stress too much for her stress to work. For her, yeah. So that's she's my not- problem. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm a lazy man is it's the stress. Yeah, it's not that I don't want to do the work. So it's she apparently cannot go to school nor hold a job and does. I don't know what during the day while he's trying to go to school, have a sucky part time retail job, and trying to. Do this stuff at the parents. I'm gonna get this straight. You can live for free at your parents or pay money at the other parents. So you're paying at the pay money place. You don't want to do the hard work because you have to spend time with the daughter and focus on school or whatever the heck. Sounds to me like you just don't want to do the work. But I could be wrong. So that's not good. And then your wife is too stressed to actually do anything. This isn't the show for you. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing. I got nothing for you, baby. Nada. Nada I got. That's what I have. All right, move on. We love you. Thanks for watching the show. Well, I suppose they could go live with his parents, but I don't know what his parents would think about her sitting around all day, not going to school, not having a job doing nothing. Who does nothing because it stresses them? That makes no sense to me. And it sounds to me like he just doesn't want to do hard work, which I don't blame you. You know how much (laughs) yard work I do? Nothing. But I'm at a point in life where I pay other people to do it. Mm-hmm. All right? But there's a time in life you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do. I would suck it up. Personally, <laughs> why would you want to tick off your in-law? I don't understand that. If you're going to live with somebody, why would you want to tick them off? Well, I got this. What do you mean, well, I got this other stuff? Do what is required, right? I I don't know. I think I, is, I don't know. It'd be one of those you have to sit them both down and have the conversation. Well, yeah, I I think. yeah. Come see me. I think. Come see me in person. We'll have a talk and hear what each. I don't of think you like the talk. Say, but okay. And My w- advice: they wouldn't have to pay to stay. <laughs> they wouldn't have to pay to stay. With they, you yeah, that's right. If you come here, I wouldn't even charge you. That's right. I don't charge anybody to stay here. What the heck? Why do people charge their own kids? I don't understand that. I don't. It makes know. no. It makes no sense to me. I don't know. Because utilities are going to stay the same, mm-hmm. whether you're in the house by yourself or you have fifty relatives in the house. The utilities will stay the same unless it's the summer, and then there'll be more air conditioning. In the winter, it'd save you money because you have all this body heat. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but practically speaking, there's no difference whether you have two more people in the house or not. Your property taxes won't go up. Your mortgage doesn't go up. The food, I can see a little bit extra food, but even that is a matter of scale. I don't understand this. You got to, I don't know why. They, maybe they're trying to teach him responsibility. I don't know. Just sounds to me like he doesn't want to do yard work. <laughs> why don't you go live with your other parents? I don't understand it. I got nothing. All right, go ahead. Okay. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll move on. I promise. No more with this one. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. All around the world, I'd rather be a fly. Now my baby stick with her till I die. The music of Jimmy Bratcher. Check out his music at jimmybratcher.com, the electric rev, Mark Gunger. Answering your emails. Okay, I'm, I lied. I'm a liar. I'm a filthy, rotten liar. I said I wasn't going to talk anymore about this email, but I can't mm-hmm. take it. I can't take it. I have to comment just a little bit more. Here's the email. 
the guy is living with his her, her parents. Right. And has to pay money, but doesn't live with his parents, so he doesn't have to pay money. I don't know. My guess they probably have a nicer house. I don't know. I, I okay. didn't ask all of that. And he can't do the yard work because I want to spend more time with her daughter. What do you mean I spend more time? Come on, second up, buttercup. I just think he doesn't want to work. That's my personal mm-hmm. opinion. His in-laws say he's lazy. I would probably agree with your in-laws, which means you don't like me anymore. Okay, it is what it is. I still think it's odd. There's three versions of odd in this. I think it's odd that parents charge their kids money to stay with them mm-hmm. and profit from it. Because mm-hmm. you're because pro- it doesn't cost you anything to have your children live with you. Not really. And to turn it not at all. Well, Maybe you're the buying food. extra groceries. Okay. They can argue you're using more water. You're using oh, more. Oh, right. I'm mean, telling come you, on. there How are cheap people can who will be? argue that. They will argue that. Well, I just if, think if it's cheap. a separate house, maybe that they were going to get a renter that would have brought in. This money. is true. Okay, if it's a separate house, they do live I in a little but I'm telling property. people actually charge their own kids to stay with them. I know I what they think. do. Now you say, well, I do it to teach them responsibility. Here's what you should do. I have no problem with that. Charge them rent to teach them responsibility and put it in a separate account. And when they leave. Give it all back to them. But don't tell them that. Don't tell them that, but just give it all back to them. That's what you ought to do. Mm -hmm. Why you as Because for them to take that money means they profit from it. They Mm -hmm. gain from it. They're actually taking profit from their own children. Mm -hmm. I think it's absurd, so that ticks me off. And then the third one is a girl. She can't do anything because she's she's too stressed. What the heck is that? So I I don't know. Of all of them, she's got the biggest problem. Which might cause a problem if you do go live with your parents, with his parents. You know, what do you think? Oh, yeah, no, no. From that standpoint, I think you got to shut up and do the yard work. That's what I think. I think you got to suck it up, Buttercup, do the yard work, calm down your in laws, and keep your wife there because if she gets stressed out by doing anything, she's going to go nuts when she goes to live with your parents. Anyway, this is true. I think y'all need help, but we love you. Now, can you move on? Now I'll move on. Next email. Okay, next email says I am a newly married mechanical engineer, and my job requires me to stay at the work location for a month and then have 10 days off. Okay. I'm afraid this will affect my marriage as I have to leave my wife for almost a month at a time. So, what do you advise me to do, or are my fears false? I think you're fine. I, I don't know why people have this big, you know, I tell people in the military, because they often groan, you know, oh, the, mili- you know the military sends us out for a month at a time or, or uh, six months at a time, if you're a Marine or whatever, in a year if you're, the Army gets shafted all the time, they get the worst mm-hmm. thing. But I say, listen, it's fine. Lots of people do this for all kinds of reasons. Your life isn't worse because you're in the Army or serving your country and it's so unfair. You get all kinds of jobs. There's guys, man, they got to go out on uh, oil platforms for who knows how long at a time. Or people that got, their only job is working in the fields in Canada, making an obscene amount of money, I might add. You people are struggling, go to Canada. (laughs) Or North Dakota in the oil fields Mm -hmm. and work. It's hard work. You know, obviously the guy who doesn't want to pick up yard work won't do that. But if you're willing to actually go work, you can make a ton of money. Uh, but these people don't see each other for six, seven, eight, nine, ten, a year at a time. There's lots of people who do this. For you to be separated from your wife and a spouse uh, for a month at a time and home for 10 days straight, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's no big deal. My question is, does she know this? <laughs> well, they're married. and Yes. Well, then he's acting like it was to be a he's- shock to us. Wouldn't a shock to us? No, I mean, it's a shock to her. Like, Well, no, he doesn't think it's a shock to her. He's just wondering if this is going to be an issue or cause a problem in their marriage. Anything can cause a problem in your marriage. How you handle the toilet paper can be a problem. <laughs> How you brush your teeth can be a problem. Particularly if you want to brush your teeth. <laughs> Could be even a bigger problem. There's all, you, anything can be a problem. Is it necessarily going to be a problem? Absolutely not. There's no reason you can't go. Look, some, some of the happiest couples I know don't see each other for 
chunks of it at a time. <laughs> and it gives them great peace. He's an on-the-road truck driver. He drives. He's gone all week. Yeah. Comes home. They spend the weekend together. They have a great time. See ya! And then there's no stress because there's nothing to argue about yeah. when they're gone. I know people like that. Oh, and yeah. then other people, it's just the exact opposite, that they'll argue and fight. You're not here. You don't help me. When they get home, all they do is fight. So it's, there's no cookie cutter for that. Uh, my, again, you can have a problem with anything. Mm-hmm. Do I think you being gone for a month and home straight for 10 days where you don't have to do anything? Man, sounds good to me. So no, I don't think there's an inherent problem at all. Just talk it through. Now, if your wife can't handle it, then get a different then that's job, a problem. I guess, you know, but... I think I think it'll be fine. Heaven's sakes. All okay. Right. There's two questions that are almost the same here, so I'll lump them together. First one says, I am 52. My fiancé is 32. Her sisters are advising against marriage because of the age gap. Is there anything wrong about age differences when both people are mature enough to make their own choices? And the other one says, is it okay for a man to date for marriage uh, someone 20 years younger than he is? So they're not the same person, your situation. There's nothing knowing, immoral but. about it at all. And you can do it. It's just you got to realize what you're doing when uh, she turns. Is it the who's the older one? The, the man is older. The man is older. Yes. Okay. He's 52. She's 32. All right. So when she turns 60, which is my age, he'll be 80, mm-hmm. which is if he's still around. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong. But just so you know it, I don't think the Bible does not say you can't marry someone. There's just challenges. Look, mm-hmm. life is hard. Life is hard. People would say it's too much of a gap only because life is hard and they're trying to get you to make a choice that it won't be so much hard. Harder. Uh, so hard. Harder. So, can you do it? Of course you can. There's nothing illegal about it. Lots of guys, particularly men, tend to jump way back into an early pool when they marry. In this situation, if she's 32 and he's 52, I would really have the conversation about children. Oh, every, about I have conversation about everything and the health care and everything yeah. else like that. It's... Again, it's going to add to the challenges that they're going to have. But can it be forbidden? No, you can't forbid that. It's their choice. I would probably recommend not to do it. That's quite a gap. 20 years. You know. On the positive side, she could take out a lot of life insurance. She could. And about 58 or so, she could be in for a whole lot of money. (laughs) Because he's going to kick the bucket. Praise the Lord. I have been richly blessed with a million-dollar policy. So, uh, anyway, it is what it is. My advice is, though, generally speaking, listen to your friends and family. They see things you don't see. We'll be back with more right after this. Caution. The Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. I'm off the wall. I speak but don't make sense at all. (laughs) It's a bit embarrassing. You love me, Diane. That's why it's all so embarrassing. I'm a bit off the wall. You don't make sense at all. (laughs) No sense at all. The music of Michael O'Brien. Wonderful music. Check it out at michaelo.org. You are listening and are watching The Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships, and answering your emails. What do you got? Uh, I want Mark to clarify a few ideas I had from listening to The Mark Gunger Show podcast. (laughs) What? You mean I left confusion? Number one of 378. Mm -hmm. 
There's a long list on that. Okay, go ahead. He says, I've understood you, Mark, to say that uh-huh. if a dating couple has a problem with fornication, that they should just get married. Uh-huh. Initially, at least I took that to also mean that if a guy has a problem with porn, he should look for a girl who would be his wife. Sort of like the verse that says it's better to marry than, than to, to burn, burn with passion. Uh-huh. But I have also understood you to say that a girl should make sure a guy has been porn free for a year before she begins to date him. Porn so what? free. Oh, that's a different song. He wants to know what I am misunderstanding. Was I wrong to make that parallel and you make a distinction between porn and fornification? And if so, why? Or if the parallel is accurate, could you clarify my misunderstanding? That's a great question, actually. Uh, And there is a big distinction. Mm -hmm. There really is. Porn is artificial sex. It's very dysfunctional. It's weird. And it creates really different connections in people's heads and stuff. And for a guy to think, well, I'm having a porn problem, therefore I'll get a real woman, it'll fix it. It doesn't fix it. And why anyone would want to marry that is insane to me. And I think women should insist that if a guy has dealt with porn, that he should be free from it for at least a year because uh, you can heal. Uh, you could be a hardcore heroin addict today and a year from today be totally normal again. Mm-hmm. God will heal. The human body and the mind will heal. You'll still have issues, you know, and scars from it and stuff like that, but by and large, they're clean. Uh, it's not the same. And you guys who are into porn and stuff like that, you are under a delusion thinking that porn is just another version of sex. It is not. It's dysfunctional, wacko, crazy stuff that will create a lot of problems. Uh, in the case of fornicating, at least you're actually having sex with a real person, which is what you do when you're married. And if you love the girl enough that you want to get into the sack with her, there's no reason for sinning against God. Just marry the girl. That is the difference. So he should wait a year. That's his. That's actually his oh, situation. Absolutely. That he stop. needs to wait. Stop. This new guy's masturbating, looking at porn. What the heck's the matter with you guys? Stop it. Of all the dysfunctional, weirdo, psycho things, just stop it. Oh, I can't help it. Of course you can help it. For you even to say that you can't help it is dysfunctional right there. Little porn gnomes at night don't drag you screaming out of bed and force you in front of a computer. Of course you can control it. So I struggle with these feelings. It doesn't matter what you feel. In fact, one of the things you need to understand as a Christian is that as a Christian, you don't have to do what you feel. And don't pray, oh God, take away these feelings. He doesn't do that. The reason he doesn't do that, in order to take away your feelings, he would have to kill you. It's a good thing. I'm not God, because that's what I would do. (laughs) Just kill them all. Kill everybody! And the world would be down to two, three people, and it'd all be good. That's what I would do. Anyway, well, there's a variety of reasons I'm not God. <laughs> but he'd have to kill you in order to get rid of your feelings. Because what your feelings in your flesh. Someday, you won't have those feelings anymore because you will die. That's the good news. Believe it or not, I, t- I talk about this on Sunday. Mm-hmm. The, the, as you read the, read the Christian message, it talks about us living victoriously and stuff, and it's true. But there's still also talks about the great struggle and the struggle between the flesh and the spirit. And one of the great celebratory moments in a Christian's life, believe it or not, is we die. And we get free of this thing that brings these negative feelings that we'll always be dealing with. Don't be asking God to take away your feelings. Oh, God, people who commit adultery. Oh, I've been praying the Lord take away these feelings. Guys who deal with porn. Oh, I pray God help me to get rid of this. Stop that prayer. It doesn't matter what you feel. That's what you're not understanding. The grace of God teaches you to say no. And the fruit of the Spirit is called self Control. If you're lacking self-control, connect more with God in your life and you'll start finding you'll have more self-control. It doesn't matter what you feel. Then you can heal, become more normal, and then find a wife. Funny uh, comment on your <coughs> sermon as well. Kirsty said she really enjoyed it. <laughs> Unusual. That was good. She said it, yeah. Unlike his normal sermons, I enjoyed that one. Okay. Although she, she was slightly horrified by your little, <coughs> excuse me, hugging. 
Yeah, your tangent there. And she it said, wasn't she said, a tangent. She said it was Let me tell the audience. Well, hold on. Let me tell the audience. They want to know the hugging. I'm talking about women who hug you in church. And it's not just the general. I'm all for hugging. I like hugging. I'm talking of the splatted, full frontal contact as tight as they can kind of thing is not helpful to a man. Okay? I don't care how spiritual you think you are. Don't be splatting your body up against some guy. Oh, I love you. Praise God. All right? That really messes with us. I don't know why that would freak her out, but anyway, go ahead. Well, no, so you you uh, started by saying, well, I shouldn't say this, but I think I'm going to. <laughs> and she said behind her sits, um, uh, I guess let me say, the dentist's friends. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, she said... We won't mention any names, but their initials are Stephen Sevenage. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so Mr. <laughs> Mr. Stephen, we'll call him. We'll, we'll, we'll call, call him, him Stephen. <laughs> we don't want to mention any real names, but we'll call him Stephen. <laughs> I got to play the show for him. Okay, you know, okay. So Evan always sits in their same spots. He always sits behind her. He does. She's like, he, always all spot. the stuff that your dad says, he never makes a comment. He never says anything. And all of a sudden your dad goes, well, okay, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. And she said, all I hear behind me is him going, no, Mark, no, don't, 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 don't. No. <laughs> God bless him. That's pretty funny. It wasn't outrageous. It was fine. You should be planting, smacking your body up against some guy. All right. I told you the solution to that. I hide side hugs. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can't avoid it. What if they come in hips first? They come in hips first, or they'll just they run up and they just grab you and squeeze you in. It can be done. If where there's a will, there's a way. It can be done, man. I, I've seen dozens and dozens and dozens of guys do this successfully. Some, some of the guys in staff though also said they think it's a little tougher for him because he's shorter. <laughs> Shut so up! Shall we give All you some right. lessons? Let's uh, let's give lessons, Just and I'll teach on. you how. Move on. Is there another uh-huh. email? Yes. All right. What do you got? Uh, she says, "My husband and I run a married couples uh, serious dating slash serious dating life group." And the other day, the topic—that's this show, the serious yeah. dating life group mm-hmm. show. All right. The topic of body painting came up in reference to the new TV show that's out. I don't know if you've seen the ads for it or not. No. The I show. Pres- I presume it has to do with painting one's body. The show displays naked women who have been painted from head to toe. The artists who paint the body are then judged on the artwork, you know, and somebody wins. I personally think that the body painting uh, to be put on display is the same as looking at pornography. However, one of our Uh couples feels it is simply just an art. Even if this artwork was not in a TV show, but rather in an art studio, I would still believe that it is wrong. What are your thoughts on the subject? I want to make sure if, in fact, I am incorrect in my thinking. Of course it's wrong. Why do you think it's on TV? The very reason it's on TV and it's got its own show is because it's wrong. Anything that's wrong and spicy and pushes the envelope. (laughs) Yeah, people aren't watching nudity for the art. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they say. Oh, it's just it's the art. art. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Did you hear People, the new ABC Family show? What's that? Coming on. It's about uh, a transgendered dad and the family on ABC Family. Yeah, they're going to push the envelope. Always looking to push the envelope. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If you're going to sell me that... <laughs> Anything the- naked is kind of questionable. <laughs> I'll tell you what. There is art involved. There's no mm-hmm. question. It's really... I mean, these guys who can paint like that, mm-hmm. they are... Oh, no, I've seen pictures of They are geniuses at the way. Get a piece of canvas. You don't need to be painting on some lady's boobies, for heaven's sakes. Of course it's salacious and everything else. Goodness gracious. Not the Statue of David. 
Uh, that actually was brought up in her email. Actually, that's more like my body figure. <laughs> you probably feel really rip. embarrassed when you see that. Like, great, now everyone knows what She I look said like that she thinks it's different than this naked statue of David because the statue depicts the majesty of the human form, where this just shows a random painting and swaps the canvas for, canvas for a naked chick. All right, let me back off. Stuff like that, the, the human form, I don't think necessarily in and of itself is salacious. What I'm saying is that show is salacious. Mm -hmm. It's the idea of a man putting his hands on another woman mm -hmm. and while well, she's naked and dry. Of course it's salacious. Mm -hmm. All right. I want to know why the women don't paint on men. Oh, I'm sh yeah, exactly. Well, first of all, the fe uh, the female form is quite hey, much more attractive. It's not than the supposed male. to be about the nakedness. That's what right, they say. It's absolutely. supposed to be about the art. That's right. Yeah. So then it shouldn't matter. Yeah, I'm a work of art. She says sarcastic. <laughs> hey, you have a really large canvas. They could get a. Really I have a very nice large canvas right around picture. here. Easy, could... easy, woman, easy. All right. You could paint a picture of the Vatican on you. <laughs> it's holy the, art. It's holy Sist art, right? The Sistine Chapel. God and Adam touching fingers. I don't, I don't think you guys are realizing how wrong all of everything you're saying right here. I know. She's evil. I was trying all to right. think of a large building. You're just trying to insult me. Let's Stop take a break. using large and naked <laughs> painting of men. Let's take a break. Oh, I'm sorry. We will take a new email right after this. Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer. <laughs> We're back on the Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Just a little funny thing here. Uh, Nancy, our lovely girl here who helps produce the show, uh, does you know, the live service at our church. So in the service yesterday, I called for a scripture and it wasn't popping up. So I'm saying, hey, what's the matter you people back there? Wake up, you know. Well, afterwards, she says, you never sent it to me. You know what? Oop, my, my mistake, you know. So I apologize in a second. No, she didn't want to tell you. She didn't want to tell me. I know because she loves me. See? She really, so really, 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 really loves me. It was a computer She's problem. also afraid of me because I'm very abusive. So anyway, <laughs> I'm not abusive. So not, anyway. So anyway, so, uh, I told her what she should have done is just you should have a preset slide that says you didn't send it to me because it's happened, be it's happened before. So when I said, hey, what's the matter with you? Where's the scripture? Up on the screen, she'd come up, you didn't send it to me, dash Nancy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That's exactly. what I'm talking about. Anyway, okay, what do you got? Because of, of course you don't say, oh, I, don't, I guess we don't, we don't have that, guys. It's more like, what? Seriously, you guys can't put... It's a computer. Push oh. the button. Oh, yeah. Push the button. Push the right button. I know. You're rude. <laughs> I think I'm funny. Some would call it rude. <laughs> the guys at the young teenage guy at the computer is full on sweat. <laughs> Freaking out back there. I don't have it. What's going on? Mm. I don't have it, but I don't have it. You never gave it to oh, me. Oh, my gosh. All okay, right. this email says, my wife and I have been married Not for... Not only is she underpaid, she has to put up with that kind of abuse. That's the thing. All right, go ahead. 
Speaking of underpaid. Feel your pain. Speaking of underpaid. Yes. Uh, He said. Jacob Marley, what do you got? My wife and I have been married for eight years now and have an ongoing concern of where we reside. She is from the city. Are they related to the couple who's fighting over the in-laws where to live? No, no. This is different. You're going to love this one. She is from the city. I am from the country. I am not very happy in our current Green Acres. People probably don't know that reference, but yep. Mm -hmm. I am not very happy in our current situation, which to me is very crowded as I was born and raised in the country. She, on the other hand, is happy as can be where we live and loves being around lots of people. And so she says she's not going anywhere. I threw out one of my crazy ideas a few weeks ago and received a shocking response. My idea is to find some land uh-huh. and build a shack or a tiny house, which will be where I will live quite a bit of the time. Who's speaking? The husband. But he's the city guy. No, he's the country oh, guy. Oh, he's, he's the, the country, country guy. Thank God I'm a country boy. Just oh, like okay. Green Acres. Green Acres. Mm-hmm. Got Just it. Just like All Green right. Acres. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he will reside there quite a bit of the time. The area I'm looking in is about 40 miles from our current residence. Uh-huh. The shocking response that she gave me was, visit often. She just told him, visit often. Visit often. Go and live out there. Visit once in a while. Uh-huh. Okay. There are no issues in the marriage, and we love each other very much. <laughs> we just have different thoughts on where to live. Uh-huh. She bought our current house before we met, and we have been there for the past 10 years. Yes. I'm going crazy living in the middle of such a busy place, and I am beyond ready to get back to the country. I know this will create some challenges, yet would like to hear your thoughts and suggestions. All right. Now, we don't do this anymore because I'm trying to be nicer. Mm-hmm. And simplify the show. We used to have a thing where we'd stick your head in the toilet mm-hmm. and flush it. Mm-hmm. I think that needs to come out for this guy and needs a swirly. For heaven's sake, just live where the girl wants to live. Suck it up, Buttercup. Be a man. Why do you care? I'm a country boy. Well, then you shouldn't have married a city girl. For heaven's sakes, you have where you at? You've been there for ten years. You want to go live out? Yeah, I'd, I'd be the same one. We'll visit once in a while. So stop it, all right? Well, why? Why should I? Because the Bible says, better to live on the corner of a roof than in a house with a contentious woman. Why would you tick the girl off? All right? So just make peace with the girl. She wants to live there, live there. There's no reason to go creating stress. It doesn't sound like they're having stress. It sounds like they're still being playful about it. But yeah, I, I wouldn't move. If he moves, there might be some stress. <laughs> there might be some stress. If just, the if girl's happy. Just keep her where she's happy. Oh, you guys. If the girl's happy, just keep her where she's happy. And life would be so much easier. All right. Okay. Uh, she says, our biggest issue is about frequency of sex, okay. like most couples. Mm-hmm. But the question we can't answer is to find how to agree on the frequency of sex. Mm-hmm. My husband wants sex daily, and I enjoy sex no more than two to three times a week. Okay. We have great sex when we have it, but uh-huh. it seems he gets depressed when we go a couple of days without it, and uh-huh. it just always is the same argument. I feel constant pressure to be more sexual and that I'm not meeting his needs. Please guide us on how to reach an agreement where we can both be sexual. Satisfied. I w- this is going to sound very simplistic and probably not very helpful to the per- to your husband. I would say he needs to learn to go longer without sex, and you need to have sex more often. Two and to three times a week. Just whatever. Try and meet somewhere in the middle. That's what I would do. So, I, I will say this to the guy. Uh, <sighs> I mean, a lot of the main reason a guy gets married is so that he can have sex. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Okay, and. I understand that. But if you're the kind of guy that you really, and there's guys like this who really insist on sex every day, mm-hmm. some two times a day. And I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Twice a day. And then a third out, they just, become, they just become 
irrational people. Look, just because you're married doesn't mean you don't have to control yourself. You still have to control yourself. You need to learn to say no to your flesh. All right? This is certainly a Christian discipline. In fact, Jesus said you need <laughs> the whole point of following Christ. And one of the central things is you need to say no to this. You have a wife who wants to freely have sex with you two, three times a week. Uh, you know, you should be happy, in my opinion. Maybe push for four. But you're not going to get every day. You're going gonna to destroy your marriage for what? You know, it doesn't make sense. Well, we should be able to because we're married. Just, just relax. Just, you don't, everybody doesn't get everything they want all the time. Well, what's he going to do when she is postpartum after delivery of a baby? You can't have sex even two to three times a week at that point for those first weeks. What's he going to do then? Well, he sucks it up like everybody else, but then when everything goes back to normal, he'll want sex every day again. I get it. Now, in all honesty, I'm assuming she's exaggerating in both cases, is my personal opinion. I don't know this. My guess when she says he wants sex every day, he probably is asking every other day or, or, or whatever, somewhere in that ballpark. When she says we have sex at least two, three times a week, my guess is maybe once to twice a week. <laughs> That's, that would be my assumption. Well, you could because be people carefully. always exaggerate in both directions. My encouragement is you need to step up and be more physically connected with him, and he needs to learn to back down and not be a stress to you. All right, we'll take a break and be back with our final segment right after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations. We're back on the Mark Gunger Show talking about love, marriage, and relationship. We're going to back up just a little bit on the uh, last email. The lady says, look, he wants sex every day, and I, want, and I only want sex two or three times a week. I ended by saying she's probably exaggerating in both cases because that's what people do. My guess is when she says she wants she, she does sex two to three times a week, in reality, it's probably more like <laughs> four times a month. I'm just telling that's probably what it is. She can get upset. I, I don't know that for sure. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me. The fact that he wants it every day, it wouldn't surprise me the fact that he doesn't want it every day. Or he might ask for it every day because he only gets it. Because mm-hmm. he asks a week. every day, hoping that today might be the day. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what she's talking about. I will say the one who's more interested in sex needs to learn to back it off. The one who's less needs to step it up. That's how you do this thing. That's all there is to it. My guess is he pro- there are guys who do want it every day. Yeah. And it's all right. But it wouldn't surprise me if it's just he asks every day because he only gets it. One and a half times a week, even though she One thinks it's every, three. One every five times he asks yeah, or something exactly. like that. Would so you would, recommend that the bead method would be a good thing for them? Uh, actually, that could really help. Do we want to go into the whole explanation? Go of ahead. The bead we methods? have a few minutes left. Go for go it. Ahead. You're a brilliant woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so the bead method is this. We met Carolyn Evans, uh-huh. and she it's by Nancy, the book. Um, she came up with uh, this idea for her husband's 40th birthday, she gave him 40 beads. So that every time he would drop a bead into her little bead catcher bowl, she would have 24 hours to oblige him with the gift of sex. And it really took the argument out of when they were going to have it and all of that. It's not in there? What? It's not in there. Listen, when they, the when they would have sex. Yes. There's the picture of the bead with the bead in the bowl. Here's the bead in but the bowl. But she found out that he was nicer to her. It really improved things it's in their marriage a lot of when couples. she was, you know, and other women are kind of holding out yeah. and not wanting to, but that was not a very good explanation. Here's the problem that, uh, we might as well just go with this anyway because we're running out of time anyway. Uh, the whole point of this, here's the problem with men. we got a few problems. <laughs> but the problem, when a man asks for sex, he's like a three-year-old toddler that has to go potty. 
When a three-year-old toddler says, I have to go potty, he's not suggesting when he can get around to it. Later this Ow. afternoon. It's like, ah, oh, it's coming out. What am I going to do? All right. Which is what my grandkids do from time to time. It's coming out. Oh, seriously, you couldn't tell us five minutes ago? No. So they, when a man asks for sex, he's literally asking right now. Right now. That's what they do. Okay? It's a problem. And most women don't feel like having sex right now. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about this little system is that you come up, he's got this little beat, and he just when he wants sex, he drops the beat. Because he can tell it's coming on. He's starting to go nuts. He drops the beat. Within 24 hours, she guarantees, I will be a sure thing. Now, it gives her time to get her head around it. She doesn't have to perform on the spot, which is why this lady probably is feeling pressured all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might really help you. If you go to our website, uh, laughyourway.com, markgunger.com, water, either one, and go and get the bead man. The book talks about how to do it. I wrote the first part of the book, which, of course, is the brilliant part. Uh, the rest is uh, t- her talking about how she came up with this idea mm-hmm. and how they, they do this. And it's, it's really, it helps a lot of people. It takes the pressure off of uh, this fight because what she said at the beginning is it's a very common fight in, in couples. And it, and it really is true. Uh, so this is a great way of dealing with that whole struggle by having this very simple system that now every time he drops the bead, now he's nicer because he knows he gets to win and they can flirt. And Now she has all the control because she gets to determine the when and everything else as long as it's within the 24-hour period. So this book might actually really, really help you with this issue. All right? So check it out. LaughYourWay.com. MarkGunger.com. It's all the same thing, right? TheBeadMethod.com is also the same. Maybe by the time this airs. Maybe by the time this still airs. Anyway, so check it out. All right. Well, thank you for a wonderful show and for all the incredible work. Let's give it up for Diane. I'm very excited. Oh, and you roll your eyes and you say it what? sarcastically. No, it's true. You do all the work on the show. Yeah. Yeah, she she does. Everything that happens is because of her or Nancy or these other guys. I do little to nothing Shows except up. talk. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle.